Good morning, Community Heights family. I'm coming to you from my back patio. It's a Friday morning, and I decided I was ready to share this message with you, so I wanted to do it a little bit differently, just to, to change things up. You know, we go from, sometimes we go from one rut to another. So I'm off the platform this morning and wanted to talk to you about this, this, next, this next message in this series, Does the Bible Really Say That? And this morning, I want to ask the question, does the Bible really say that God helps those who help themselves? Does the Bible really say that? I mean, is it actually in Hezekiah chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, that when we are in great need, that we're to dig down deep because God helps those who help themselves? Hezekiah 6, verses 1 and 2. Actually, there's no book of Hezekiah. There's no chapter 6. There's no verses 1 and 2. So it doesn't say that in the Bible. When I was a kid, my mom used to tell me that. Whenever, whenever I needed to initiate something, she would say to me, Jeffrey, you, you just got get going because God helps those who help themselves. That was always her message to me to get moving and to get started because it wasn't going to happen if I didn't do it. Well, you know there's some truth to that, but it's not in the Bible. No, the Bible doesn't really say that. So what does the Bible say? Well, a few weeks ago, I was looking at John chapter 15. And, you know, I've read John chapter 15 probably dozens and dozens of times. And it just hit me differently a few weeks ago, where Jesus talks about being the vine and we are the branches. So, you know, we had a nice uh, week of weather, right, this past week. And uh, good weather. And most of us got outside, I saw a lot of people outside in their yards. And one of the days, uh, I think it was in the evening, about five o'clock, Mitch and I got started in the yard. And I mowed and he did a lot of weed pulling and picking up of branches and raking. And did I say weed pulling in some of these little weeds that are actually little trees? Uh, well, he's big and strong now, so he does that for me. And Mitch and I were out working, and you know how it is when you're working in the lawn. One thing runs into the other. It's like trying to, trying to remodel just a little part of one of the rooms in your home. It, you turn out you have to do a lot more than that. That's how it is outside. And I, and I got around to the, some of the sides of the house where stuff had to get cleaned up. There's, there's leaves, and you need more stone here. You need more mulch there. Uh, some of the bushes just need to be trimmed a little bit. And then I got to the front of the house where we've got this tree. And this tree has been dying since well, long before we moved here. But it's a nice tree in the summertime. It gives a lot of uh, leaves and a lot of shade. And so I haven't done anything with it. But man, I'm afraid it's a, one, of the, one of the limbs is about to fall over. And little pieces of it, well, actually two and three, sometimes three foot long sections of it just fall down onto the front lawn. And I realized that looking at this tree and, and picking up some of the fallen pieces, man, there's no life in these pieces. It's like balsam wood. It's so light. There's no moisture. There's no, it's not getting any life from the trunk. It's not getting any life from the root system of the tree anymore. The branch is basically cut off while still attached. And little by little, it's just falling apart. I'm just going to need to take that tree down reminded me of this passage in John chapter 15, where Jesus uses a really well-known metaphor of the day, uh, a well-known uh, reality of the day as a metaphor so that the people could understand what he was saying. And in light of, does God help those who help themselves? 
I'm going to give you a second. Go to John chapter 15. So, so grab your Bible, if it's right there with you, or, or open up your phone. Go to John chapter 15. Jesus is talking to his disciples here. This, is, uh, this section of the Bible is known as the Upper Room Discourse. Jesus was sharing the teachings in John's, uh, John chapter 13 through 17. Most of that teaching happened in the Upper Room the night before, the night he was betrayed, the night before he was crucified, uh, during their Passover meal. And Jesus wanted to teach them this as he was about to leave the scene, as he was about to die on the cross and in 40 days uh, ascend to heaven. He was teaching his disciples something about whether or not he would help them. And it goes like this. John 15 verse 1 says, I, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father He's the gardener. He's the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Verse 4. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, Jesus says. Look at verse 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Then he says, apart from me, you, you can't do anything. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's pretty direct. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, however, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Man, that is a powerful passage by Jesus. And in this short message this morning, I want you to just focus on a couple of things in this passage. Number one, Jesus is our source of life. That's in verse 1 and in verse 5 where Jesus says, I am the vine. The guys are, are and the ladies, uh, the, the Lovelands and the Smiths and several others, work really hard up on the hill behind the church in the garden. And they put in some vegetable plants and vines and all kinds of stuff. They've, they've actually enlarged it a little bit this year. They love, they love to see growth in that garden. And Jesus compares himself to, to the trunk or the, I, I'm not a, a gardener, I don't know the terms here, but whatever it is, that central stem that comes up, that gives the branches life. Jesus says he's the source of our life. If we're the branches, he's what feeds us all of our hydration, all of our nutrition. Spiritually speaking, Jesus, Jesus is our life source. So that's the first thing we see here. He's, he's the vine. God the Father is the gardener. He's the vine. And he says we are the branches. The second thing I want you to see there is that we are to be fruitful. In verse 5, he talks about us being fruitful. He says, he says this, 
in verse 5, he says, you will bear much fruit. He wants us to be fruitful. I know that the folks that work in the garden, and they put in a tomato plant, they want to see a lot of tomatoes on that plant, right? They don't want to put in a tomato plant and just have like one or two tomatoes. No way. They, they want to see that thing bearing fruit throughout the growing season. And throughout their, their harvest time, they want it to bear a ton of fruit. They, they don't want to see the cherry tomato plants just with a few cherry tomatoes and the peppers and the green beans and all the other stuff they put up there with just a few. Now, the classic and the joke for all gardeners is green squash, right? Right, that green squash, that grows like a weed. It grows like crazy and it'll grow bigger and bigger. Actually, that's how God wants us to be. He wants us to be like green squash. He wants us to bear much fruit. Now, here's another thing in this passage. He says, when we remain connected to Jesus, we're going to bear fruit. When we remain connected to Jesus, we're going to bear fruit. In the, in the old King James Version, the word is abide. Abide in the vine. And in the, in the NIV, the word is remain. It, it just means to, to stay, to stay connected, to hold on to, to linger, to not leave, but to stay connected to the vine, Jesus. Now, this says that when we're fruitful, when we're fruitful, we're fruitful because we're connected to the vine. And if we're disconnected from the vine, we dry up, we fall on the ground, we're gathered up and we're burned. We're useless. So if, if you wonder sometimes, how can, I, how can I do more for God? How can I be more fruitful to, for God? How can I bear more fruit? Well, well, here's the key. You don't decide what kind of fruit you bear. You don't even decide how much fruit you bear. You don't even decide how you bear the fruit or in whom it's born, right? Who you affect or, or, or impact. The only thing we can do is stay connected to Jesus. And then he says, we will bear much fruit. If we stay connected to Jesus, we will bear much fruit. So if you're wondering, hey, how am I going to bear fruit? Stay connected to Jesus. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But the last thing I see in the passage is in, is in verse 8. And that is this, that true followers of Jesus, in bearing fruit, they give glory to God. Let me read that verse for you. Verse 8. This is to my Father's glory. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So the final thing there is that it is to God's glory, and true disciples of Jesus bear much fruit. We show ourselves to be followers of Jesus, in that if we're followers of Jesus, we're connected to the vine, we're living for Jesus, with his values, with his heart, with his thoughts, with his purpose, with his priorities, in his direction, empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're going to glorify God in that way, and then we're going to bear much fruit. So God helps those who help themselves. Does he? Or does God help the helpless? We're pretty helpless. Without him, we can do What's it say? Nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. I want to do something. If you're like me, you want to do something for God. You do. You want to do something for God. Here's a thought. Jesus gives it to us this morning. Stay connected to him. 
Abide in the vine. Get your life. Get your breath. Get your nutrients. Get your hydration from Jesus. So I have a couple thoughts on how you could do that. You say, you know, how, how, how do I stay connected to the vine? There's a couple thoughts. Number one, this is something you could do. It's so practical. It's so easy. It's so helpful. Write out a prayer that you pray every day. Write out a prayer that you'll pray every day. And I don't mean type it out. I mean write it out. Write it out handwritten. Cross some things out. Change some words if you want. And then what I did is I then typed it into my notes, my notes app on my phone. So wherever I am, I can pull that note up. And I've pinned that note to the top of the list. I can pull that note up and I can pray that prayer to God. Pray it every day. Now, what do you write? Well, what do you want to be true in your life? He says, uh, Jesus said here in, uh, let's see, you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. What does that mean? No, it doesn't mean to ask for the Rolls Royce, right? It, it means to ask when we need God to bear fruit in our lives, when we need God to flow his life into us, when we need Jesus to give us life and breath through his power and his spirit, we just need to ask him. So what do you write about in this prayer? Write, write about what you need. Write about what you would like to be true every day of your life. What are your priorities? What are your requests to God? What do you need? What temptations do you need to avoid? What help do you need to obtain from him? What encouragement do you need? What people are important in your life that, that, that you want to impact? What are the things that matter most to you? Pray those things every single day. Pray them every day. Ask God every day. And so abide or remain in Jesus. In Jesus by praying that same prayer every day. Now, here's a second thought. In the morning, this is on top of the prayer that you're going to pray every day. In the morning, say this, I am in you, Jesus, and I draw my strength from you every morning. Find a time every morning to pray this simple prayer. I am in you, Jesus, and I find my strength in you. I am in you, Jesus, and I find my strength in you. Pray that prayer every morning. In the afternoon, in the middle of the day, may your life flow through me, Jesus, allowing me to bear much fruit. You're getting going. You're, you're, you're in the middle of the day. You're busy. May your life flow through me, Jesus, allowing me to bear much fruit. It just refocuses you on what's important. It refocuses you on the fact that you're to remain in Jesus. And then in the evening, what do you pray in the evening? I sleep and rest, all while drawing my life and breath from you. In the evening, a one sen these are one-sentence prayers. I sleep and rest, all while drawing my life and breath from you. So in the morning, what do you pray? I am in you, Jesus, and I draw my strength from you. In the afternoon, what do you pray? May your life flow through me, Jesus, allowing me to bear much fruit. And in the evening, what do you pray? I sleep and rest all while drawing my life and breath from you. These are simple things, simple things that reorient you and refocus you on Jesus and the fact that he's the one who helps us. He's the one whom, whom without we can do nothing. 
I want you to be a fruitful, fruitful branch. When the, um, when the Lovelands and the Smiths are on the hill, and you know, I'm, I'm in and out of the church a lot, and I come and go in the summer a lot and see them on the hill. I mean, they're there early in the morning. They're there sometimes until dark. They want to see fruitful plants in that garden. They want to see fruitful branches. When there's a lot of fruit, they rejoice in picking it. They rejoice in picking the beans and the peppers and the tomatoes and the squash and the onions and the carrots and the potatoes and everything else they have. They rejoice in picking that fruit because they know that people are going to be blessed. Uh, they, they put it in the back of a pickup truck and they take it to the food, food pantry, the food bank here in uh, Newton. And I want to say, honestly, a couple tons of produce were pulled out of that garden. I want to say it was over 4,000 pounds. Is that right? Over 2,000 or over 4,000, either way, either, either amount is a lot of produce, a lot of produce. And they're happy when that garden bears much fruit. If you have a fruit tree at your house, on your property, you want it to bear much fruit. You know, Jesus is the vine, but God the Father is the gardener. And as God works through Jesus, his son, and the power of the Spirit flows into us, we can bear much fruit. You want to bear much fruit? Remain connected to Jesus. Pray that prayer every day. Pray those three one-sentence one prayers three times a day. You try it for one week and see what it does. And then every week or so, if you need to change that daily prayer, if you need to tweak it, adjust it, change it with the times in your life and the seasons in your life, change it. But pray the prayer every single day and it will refocus you on being connected to Jesus. I want to pray for you right now. God, thank you. Thank you that you give us this teaching in your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you shared this with your disciples, that you wanted them to know that you would never leave them, you'd never forsake them, that you wanted them to live in love and live in unity, that you wanted them to bear much fruit, and all they have to do is stay connected to you. Lord Jesus, these prayers are one way. I know that our church family can think of a lot of other ways to stay connected to Jesus throughout the day, and I pray that you'd help them to do that. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to do it alone. And that even though we are helpless and we can't help ourselves, that you help us and you let us join you in the good and wonderful kingdom work you're doing. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you have a great week staying connected to Jesus Christ.